The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, March 18th, and this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups podcast. We're going to try to find some more waiver ads that could help out our fantasy squads as we try to make that final push to win a title, and we will try to recover from the crushing Steph Curry injury news, which might be impossible. All that and more coming up as I'm joined by Jonas Nader, Steve Alexander. Where do we start this, guys? Uh, Steve, how is your uh, matchup going with Ryan Knauss? Oh, I, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, wow. I'm watching Clark Kellogg on my TV, and I'm holding Clark Kellogg's nice. shoe. I took this shoe to Johnny B's yesterday, showed some of my buddies. Uh, my paper brackets are, are, thing is completely out of control, Matt. I, there's 75 of them. I, don't, I couldn't even – I sat down to start grading them. I, I just gave up last night. I was like, I can't, I'm overwhelmed. Wow. Um, I've got news. Uh, NBC Sports Edge swag gear on today. Uh, I found out yeah. today I'm going to the Masters. Wow. And I'm ready to talk some some fantasy hoops and some schedule. And, man, I'm just having the best day ever. It's my friend's Katie B's, wow. my friend Katie B's birthday, and I told her I'm celebrating it in uh, style. I love it. Jonas, can you match that? How Do you have any updates to match? No. I wish I wasn't a good mood, but I have Curry in like every league, and that just <laughs> sucks. So yesterday's news was brutal, man. Like we heard Woj say, possibly he's back by the first round, so that pretty much rules him out for the regular season. So if you have him, you got to drop him, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that was just brutal. And I'm in the company league in the semifinals, and I'll play you in the finals without Curry if I make it. So it's gonna be real interesting. Oh, so I okay, gotta get focused on 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 wednesday night when that injury occurred jonas i think you even wrote the blurb it was like marcus smart fell on steph curry's foot and i was like oh that doesn't sound too bad and then i saw the replay it was like once we got more information like marcus smart like dove into his entire lower extremity leg like i'm surprised kerr was so pissed man kerr was so livid Loud, loud thunder here. But I mean, I don't think it was a dirty. I don't think it was dirty though. I think I think Kerr was mad because he's like, "Bro, we finally got healthy, <laughs> finally got everybody back for the first time in like three years, and now you do this to my to my guy." Unreal. By the way, extremely loud thunder here. If you're hearing crashing sounds uh, from me, just uh, just a heads up there. So we're going to talk more about Curry's situation very soon. Actually, that's one of the first items on the agenda. And what do you do in a fantasy league? If you just lost him before we do that though, I'd like to get Dr. A's notes on the schedule. Steve, what can you tell us about the upcoming week of games? Any notable, uh, schedule notes? Well, I, I think the, the key to next week is there are three teams who play twice. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about this a little bit on Twitter. But the San Antonio Spurs play two games. Right. The Sacramento Kings play two games. And the Clippers play two games. 
the, that has pretty overreaching impacts. Like Devin Vassell in a two-game week, maybe a guy that's not not really playable or should even be rostered at that point. DeJounte Murray, one of the most reliable point guard studs in the league. I mean, DeJounte Murray for two or somebody else for four. It just becomes very tricky to try to manage uh, what's going on when you have guys who only play two games. Now, half the teams play four games, the other half play three, and then the, those two, uh, three teams play two games. So uh, some tough decisions are going to have to be made next week. Yeah, I would only start DeJounte, De'Aaron Fox, and Jakob Pertl from all three of those teams. That's it. Wow. And I mean... Lonnie Walker is a guy who's been heating up lately, but now suddenly he's, you know, on shaky scheduling ground. More on him to come as we continue here. But let's start where we where we already kind of started in Golden State with this Steph Curry news. I mean, Jonas, like you said, you know, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, there's optimism he'll be back by mid-April. That's not doing us any good in fantasy leagues. And we do have news that Gary Payton II is about to come back, but... It's not like he can just come in and absorb a bunch of Steph's usage in any way, right? Yeah, so I'm not looking for the usage there. I'm looking for just the pure minutes for Payton. And we have to remember, Gary Payton is in the very top tier of steal right in the entire league. So the last I looked, I'll, I'll pull this up in the background in a minute, but the last I looked, Gary Payton was over like three steals for 36 minutes, like comfortably. Like the only players in his territory are D'Anthony Melton, um, Alex Caruso, and Dante DiVincenzo in that regard too. So... If Gary Payton the second gets 24 minutes, he's getting you two steals on a Sunday matchup, mm. which that's going to be the swing category for a lot of matchups this week too. So I'm picking him up, and we're also going to talk about Jonathan Kaminga because I think Draymond's going to shift over to point guard. That's going to open up a lot of bigger lineups, and Kuminga is going to be be playing a ton after that Duddy just had. Roth and I talked about this yesterday. Somebody asked a question, is Kuminga going to benefit from Steph Curry being out? Roth was kind of like, I don't think it, I don't think it matters. And I am with Jonas. I think Draymond is now your point guard, and I think he's going to be throwing the ball to Kuminga. I think Kuminga is going to benefit from this. I mean, really, anybody in a Warriors jersey is going to benefit from scoring wise, anyway, from not having Steph Curry out there. And Jonas, the thing that hurts the most about you having him everywhere is they play four times this upcoming week, and then four times the week after that. So, man, like. We were just getting ready for Curry to launch, right? And, and, oh, man, I can see why Steve Kerr was upset. Well, and by the way, I mean, after kind of like a, I don't want to say bland stretch from Curry, but, you know, he had a few subpar games in there lately or, or a stretch where he wasn't quite dominating. He had that 47-point game recently. It looked like he was ready to take off at just the right time for fantasy managers. So just agonizing stuff. And I mean, I think I do think Jordan Poole here is another guy who we got to mention who, you know, becomes a rocket ship at this point with Curry out. Yeah. Someone asked me yesterday if they should pick up Poole and I'm looking, it's like he's 85% rostered and I'm like, dude, <laughs> how is he available? <laughs> it's a two-man league. Two league. Two league. I was like, wow. That guy had himself a, a maybe a two-man. <laughs> this draft. dude's playing against his mom and dad in fantasy, apparently. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I got to get him before dad gets him. Dad's a waiver hawk. I, I got to beat out dad. Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike is always up all night on the waiver wire, man. I hope he doesn't That's get great. him first. 
I kind of love the image of just like someone battling like two family members in like a three person <laughs> league, just the most intense league. Like I, I my buddy Corey um, it works at, at Johnny B's and I'm like, dude, do you want to be in the bracket pool? He's like, no, I already filled one out. And I'm like, who are you? Who, what league are you? And he's like, oh, it's just me and my girlfriend. We just <laughs> both fill out a bracket and just play each other. I'm like, you don't want to play with like me and all your friends? He's like, no, just me and my girlfriend. He's like, we've got 10K wagered on it. So it's pretty heated. <laughs> so let's go to Indy now. Isaiah Jackson has been dealing with a concussion. Goga Batadze, a foot issue. He, as of last check, was questionable for Friday. So what are your thoughts on this situation, Jonas? I was blown away to see how widely available Goga is at this point. Yeah, last I checked, it's 8%. I'm not sure how much has moved this morning, but... It was 8 this morning, yeah. Yeah, so Jackson's out at least one game. Typically with concussion, it can range anywhere from 3 to 7 days, sometimes longer, too, in extreme cases. We don't know. Uh, what we do know is that Indiana's going to be very cautious because they have lots of reasons to, right? They're... Uh, playing for lottery balls at this point. They've already shut down TJ Warren, even though he was deemed fully healthy. So that's notable as well. So Goga in his last three games, yes, he has his flaws in real life. Like the coaching staff has never been his biggest fan, but he was a top 50 player in limited minutes with 15 points, 7.3 rebounds, 1.7 assists, 1.7 blocks, and 1.7 triples. Like I said, though, he's questionable for tonight. If he doesn't play, that's a bummer. If he does... He could swing a lot of matchups in these last two games for this week. How old is Goga? He's young, right? Isn't he like 23? Yeah, twenty, early 20s. You know, I kind of feel like when I watch him play or when I think about him, he's older, but he's not. He's super young. There's no reason really for the Pacers to rest him. I've been wrong about a lot of things in my life, and one of them was the Indiana Hoosiers last night in the NCAA, and I'm sorry to anyone on Twitter that listened to me. Uh, I just screwed that up, but I think I was kind of right about uh Jackson, Isaiah Jackson. Like, has he put together a stretch since we've been talking about him for the last two months where he's actually done anything that's good that's really helped your fantasy team? And uh, yes, inconsistency, foul trouble. Yes, he blocks some shots every now and then, Matt. I get it, but he's always hurt, he's always in foul trouble. I, I just I just don't get it. And uh, Goga seems safe if he's going to play, but now he's questionable. Again, the the Pacers' schedule kind of stinks, though. They uh, are in the middle of a three-game week right now, which was not great. And then they play three times next week, which obviously is not great. I'm okay with our Isaiah call. 2.6 blocks for the last three weeks. Like, yes, he was a little underwhelming in other areas. The fouls were like Mitchell Robinson territory, but – 2.6 2.6 blocks per game in the last three weeks. That's swung a lot of matchups in that one category too. So high field goal percentage, decent rebounds, somewhat okay points. But I get it. what Doc is saying though. It's so unlucky with the injuries, so unlucky with the foul trouble. Um, we never really saw the true breakout, but that's kind of good news for next year though. I feel like he could be like an under the radar, like late round grab as Miles Turner's backup. Jonas, I love the way you said that too. I, I feel like unlucky is the right word. Well, and you're, both right to some extent but i mean the blocks have been a difference maker i still think and i mean also by the way uh, my brain went blank for a second it speaks to this guy's talent that he's able with the injuries with the the foul trouble that's just become like clockwork isaiah jackson has two fouls after 30 seconds still averaging around 11 points seven half boards two and a half blocks the last month so this guy if he figures that out if and when he figures that out it's just gonna be an absolute monster yeah By the way, Pacers do play twice. I wanted to check. They play tonight and then Sunday night, too. So if we get two games of Goga, 
like I said, I think that's going to be a big difference maker in these matchups this week. And that's one to check back on on the NBC Sports Edge player news page throughout the day because a big questionable next to his name as we're recording this. Jaden McDaniels, we know, is out. He has a sprained left ankle, going to be reevaluated in a couple weeks or so. Essentially, he's out indefinitely. Jonas, are we ready to believe in Jared Vanderbilt, who has really faded after being so reliable for a lot of this year? Yeah, here's the thing that I think a lot of people are not, um, I don't know, factoring in. Vanderbilt wasn't healthy for an entire month, right? Mm-hmm. He had that foot issue. Uh, he had a couple other knocks as well. He's finally healthy again. And now we have a double whammy because Jaden McDaniels is probably done for the regular season. He has a high ankle sprain. Vanderbilt played 25 minutes last game. I think that's going to go up. Nas Reed's a little banged up as well, too. They have a game coming up against the Bucks. They're going to look to Vanderbilt to kind of slow down Giannis. Like, he's the only player capable. Kyle Anthony Towns obviously not known for defense, but... I think Vanderbilt's going to be approaching 28, 29 minutes. Among forwards, he has the highest steal rate. Um, he can get you double-digit boards at any time. And his field percentage is sky high because he does not attempt shots outside of three feet, too. So, yes, he's more of a three-category player. Uh, sometimes he'll trickle in some blocks, but I'm in on Vanderbilt. Only 33% rostered. I think he has a massive opportunity here, even though he's kind of burned us lately. I feel like Vanderbilt was pretty overrated this year. Like, I, I he kind of reminds me of Isaiah Jackson. Like, he would play well for a stint, and by the time it's, I felt like you got him and got him into your lineup, he kind of started to go away. But like Jonas said, I think it's another unlucky situation. He's been hurt for a lot of the season, and then Jaden came on and, and played well. So with him out of the way and Vanderbilt healthy, I, I'm all in. I, I think now is a great time to actually kind of rely on Jared Vanderbilt. And Minnesota, four games next week. That is clutch. Four games for Jared Vanderbilt. Let's go. Four games. And speaking of Minnesota, Patrick Beverly uh, has been really unreliable, by the way, in terms of his availability. Has missed time recently due to an ear contusion. But, man, when available, Jonas, he's actually been playing really well and especially picking it up lately. Yeah, so underrated, man. 29% rostered. I could not believe that. 19 points, 5 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 1 steals, 2 blocks, and 2.5 triples. Um, his block rate this year compared to like previous years is just through the roof too. So also, uh, he's been taking some shots at Westbrook. So I'm all in favor of that. Westbrook had that air ball and him and Carlton Towns had a field day. They were like, is there a window open in here? Dude, that was just peak TV, man. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the wolves. They're so much fun to watch. Uh, and yes, Beverly is going to be a difference maker down the stretch. If he's healthy, he had that. I think I remember writing ear contusion. I'm like, ear contusion. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he missed like a game and a half due to an ear contusion, but he came back and is playing great. One of my favorite things about doing this podcast with Matt Straub is his unadoring, untainted love for Patrick Beverly. Like it's one of my favorite things. Like, like you, you love Beverly. Like I love Luca and you stand behind him at all times. Wow. And I, it's so fun. And you're like, Beverly's the key to my matchup this week. Thank God I didn't cut Beverly. Like it's all, it always goes back to Beverly and I, I just love it. I mean, imagine a player, imagine a fantasy player who's averaging, okay, 4.3 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.9 blocks, 1.63s, and is available in almost 70% of fantasy <laughs> leagues. He's a top 90 player this year. He doesn't turn it over. He's only averaging nine and a half points, and he's Patrick Beverly, and he's a little bit injury prone. Jonas, that's the only thing I can think of. The only reason, what other top 90 players aren't rostered? Like for the whole season. That's basically it. Yeah. 
That's it. I would like to. I would like to know what we would be saying about Patrick Beverly right now had he been the one to wreck Curry's ankle instead of Marcus Smart. Like it would have a completely different narrative. Mm-hmm. Like everyone would want to punch Patrick Beverly. Oh, I don't know. He's he's been great in fantasy. He's he's averaging nearly a block per game, which is invaluable. And he looks like he's picking it back up again after a kind of rough stretch. If Luca doesn't shoot 75% from the line, you are getting a Pat Beverly jersey, whether you want it or not. <laughs> it's not how the game works, but thank you. Speaking of intriguing point guards, we got to talk about Bones Highland, who has been doing some things lately. And Jonas, this in the league where I lost Steph Curry, which was crushing. I know you lost him in a bunch of leagues. I went and picked up Bones Highland, and I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on him. The minutes have been up and down, but the production has been pretty steady lately. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because Mike Ballone, I think we're at 97 times has said that Bones is going to play more, like really excited. And then he'll play like two minutes the next game and he'll like ride Austin Rivers into the ground. Like Austin will give me 35 shots. Like it's been hilarious to watch Malone's progression this season. Uh, it's It sounds like he's finally getting the memo though. Um, they're dialing back Will Barton because he hasn't hit a shot since 2017. It feels like, I mean, just a horrendous couple months. Um, so, yeah, they are playing Bones as their backup point guard, and they're playing him at the two with the first unit at first stretches, too. So a lot of usage is going through him. I think the addition of DeMarcus Cousins has helped him a, a lot as well. Um, and in the last two weeks, in only 20 minutes, he's a ninth rounder, 13 points, 2.3 triples, 3.4 rebounds, four assists, and one steal. We keep hearing maybe Jamal Murray's back for the postseason, maybe not. Um, either way, I don't think it affects him in the fantasy playoffs, which is what we care about. And I think Bones is kind of locked in here for a big run. Three games next week kind of stinks, but I'll tell you what, that Joel Embiid versus Nikola Jokic matchup turned out to be the DeMarcus Cousins Bones Highland show. Like Bones went crazy in that high profile game. I think that was the game that gave him the boost uh, he needed to finish out this season. Three games next week, that's kind of rough. You don't really want to see that, but four games uh, the following week. So Bones, and they probably still played. They probably played tonight and Sunday as well because they're in a four-game week. They play Friday and Sunday, so that's another yeah another aspect to keep in mind when we talk about these waiver pickups. Lots of times we talk about next week, but also for a lot of people, it's a midweek pickup, and you're looking at what what am I getting this weekend? So you are getting those two games from Bones if you pick them up on Friday. His last three games, 17, 21, and 17 points. Sure, there's a risk of a dud here. Absolutely. I mean, I would say no question about it, but trending in the right direction and, and worthwhile flyer. I think the duds are over for him. I think that that game against Philly changes things. I, th- I think there will be no more duds. Wow. No more duds this year for Bones. Who does he remind you of? I want to see if you guys have the same player as me. Who does he remind you of, Bones? Hmm. I think it's Jamal Crawford. Okay. The way he dribbles, those no-look passes, like little shovel passes, I can see a lot of Jamal Crawford in him. A lot of fun. While we're here, can we answer Sniper's question? He wants to know, would you rather have Bruce Brown or Bones Highland? Bruce Brown. Brown. I mean, Brown's getting close to 40 minutes a night, even if Bones has way more per minute. Yeah. Juiciness, I think Brown has the edge here because of the, the workload. I think I think Brooklyn only has one game left this week, and Bones has two. But then next week, Brooklyn plays four games, and Denver only plays uh, three. So for sure, Bruce 
for next week. That's correct. Unless you're trying to win this week bad. Right. right. Two two games of Bones Highland over one of Bruce Brown. But otherwise, for in sure. a vacuum, we want Bruce Brown, who has been ridiculously consistent, by the way. He's getting five or more assists almost every game. He has that one dud uh, last week. But other than that, man, look at this game log. This guy's been tremendous lately. And by the way, just a reminder... The thunderstorm continues here. If you're hearing huge crashes on my track, you guys may not be hearing it, but viewers may be. Extremely loud thunder here. So, wild stuff. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. We've been down this road before, Jonas, and, and I'm glad that we got led to Brooklyn because apparently we're doing this whole Nick Claxton thing again. Can you make the case for why maybe this is finally the time? Well, LaMarcus Aldridge is a fossil. Drummond has been very, very underwhelming. And Claxton has been on these stretches before where he like goes off for a couple of weeks and then he gets hurt. Like his hamstring is, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's torn his hamstring 19 times this season. But last three games, he's over 21 minutes in each. Um, he's getting a lot of pick and roll volume too, as well. So he's getting a lot of easy looks at the rim. The blocks haven't been great the last two games, zero blocks. But before that, he had a game with three blocks as well. Uh, per minute block, though, it's almost—I wouldn't say elite by any means, but it's it's upper tier for sure too. So uh, his minutes are trending up. There's four games next week, as Doc said. I'm in on him. I think he's going to be a big player down the stretch for them. Yeah, I, I, um, I have a really a weird relationship with Nick Claxton. Like I'm, I'm all, I, lo- I love the kid, but I don't, I don't trust him any further than I can throw him. But like you said, LaMarcus Aldridge is, is a fossil. Like Claxton has to do something. So four games next week, I think he's going to be, I mean, that's a big deal and he's going to be available in a lot of leagues. So I think if you need a big man, my matchup against Ryan, if I had any moves left, I could certainly use, more big men than I have, and Claxton is a decent one. So yeah, didn't you benefit in that league, Steve? From isn't didn't you get that fifty-one point game from Sadiq Bay? Don't you have him on that team? Yeah, and you're still fifty-one points, nine rebounds, four assists, three steals, ten threes. Is that the league where you had him? Once, once um, the tournament rolled around yesterday, and I had seventy-two brackets in my face. I kind of. I'm, Matt, I'm not saying I'm I'm giving up, oh, but I no. sort of gave up on that matchup. I was Steve. down, I was down seven two. Like the momentum it's from the Kyrie finals, Irving's Steve. Game. Never give up, never surrender. Just, Come on, what are we doing here? Let, let's let's take a look. 
Man, let's see where we're at. Oh, I'm down. Th- How can you give up when there's a player like Denny Avchiz on the waiver wire? I'm still down two to seven. I mean, it's just not looking good. It's just I'm down one three pointer again. Great. So it's six three. Five five steals. Tougher, but okay. Five four. What do, what else we got? All you need is Gary Payton then. Free throw percentage. It, it, it dude. It's all that Kyrie game ended it. I'm I'm just I'm not talking about it anymore. <sighs> Cannot stand Kyrie Irving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, your guy. Well, let's cheer you up. Let's talk about your guy, Alexi Pokashevsky, because there have been some holes. There have been some holes in his game lately for fantasy. I will say, in particular on defense. But I want to get you guys' thoughts. We do have a question from Infinity three three zero nine Poku or Vanderbilt next week. We'll we'll get to that question as part of this answer. But just big picture, Poku thoughts first, Jonas. Yeah, his best two games of the season were the last two games, right? Uh, their coach Mark Dejanel, right? Did I say that right? Close enough. Dejanel, coach Mark. Yeah, he spent like a good minute on him. He was really hyping him up, said he was outstanding, said the game is slowing down for him because that was the biggest issue, right? Like Poku tried to do everything way too fast. He's still learning the ropes of the league, but man, he has really uh, turned things on. They've dialed back Isaiah Roby. I'm not sure why. Like he's their only center and they've kind of gone away yeah. from him. They like the basically at the five lineups as well. So that helps Poku get some run at the three and the four. Going to be a monster finish. If you look at his game log the last 10 games last season, I think we're going to see something similar. Like, there's just monster upside. And, Matt, you pointed out the lack of defense lately. That's definitely uncharacteristic for him. He's usually great for blocks and somewhat decent for steals, too. So I think we see an uptrend there. And like I think Doc's uh, going to say the same thing, but we're going to see a big finish. I mean, I really don't have anything left to say. I, I mean, the only problem is they play three times next week. And to answer that question that was asked, Minnesota plays four, OKC plays three. I I'm I, I have Poku. If my games were still going on next week, I would stick with him just because that's my guy. But in in reality, I think four games from Vanderbilt has more upside than three games from Poku. But like Jonas said, his his best two games have been his last two. If you look at his game log since February first until now, he's been money. Uh, he hasn't had the 27-12 explosion that I predicted, but yeah. it's coming. and It's coming. They play a back-to-back on Sunday and Monday, and I think SGA is going to sit one of those games out. Whichever one he sits out, uh, it's Poku time, baby. Wait, but we're talking. Did you see how the Thunder set it up? So this is this is funny. So this is how the Thunder are going to set up uh, SGA sitting a bunch of games. After the game, they're like, so so SGA, how's your ankle feeling? He's like, oh, it's feeling great, man. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I've got to be cautious. I've got to be smart about it. Like, unprompted, he goes off on this rant about possibly sitting and managing his ankle. Oh, no. Like, SGA knows. SGA is a smart kid. He knows he wants a high pick, right? Does he want to play with Chet or does he want to play with a sixth or seventh pick, right? SGA is smart. He's going to sit some games down the stretch, and that's for one reason why I have Trey Mann as a potential add as well. Okay, well, I want to get to that in a second. Uh, I've got a couple couple of doors to close here. First of all, we're talking about four games of Vanderbilt versus three of Poku, right? That's what we were just talking about. I'm, I'm on team Vanderb- Vanderbilt for four. I'm going to say that. Uh, I do like Poku, but I'm worried about the defensive production. By the way, you mentioned Chet Holmgren, and with March Madness going on, I'm sure a bunch of people saw that game yesterday. We, we need to live in a world where Chet Holmgren lands on the Thunder and he can learn from the original 7-foot, 190-pound guy, Alexi Pokashevsky. This makes too much sense. <laughs> the the just absurdly skinny 7-foot Twin Towers needs to happen. We need those two guys on the same floor at some point in the NBA. It's got to happen. 
They could be brothers, man. They could legit be brothers. Both weigh 65 pounds. Like, that'd be so much fun to watch. Let's get into Trey Mann, though, the next guy that you uh, want to talk about on the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, look at the Thunder's team right now. They have, like, eight healthy bodies. SGA is their only pure scorer right now. Like, when Lou Dort was there, he was taking 25 shots. Like, Trey Mann's going to get a ton of those with SGA, sorry, SGA out. Josh Giddy, I haven't heard a timetable for him yet. He could, his season could be over. Yeah, could be by design for all we know. But yeah, I think Trey Mann's gonna have a big finish here. I was not in on him a couple weeks ago, and I regret it. So, uh, yeah, I pick a Thunder, any Thunder, right? That's where we are. Not Roby anymore, unfortunately. They took they took Roby away from us. Why is Roby not playing? He he played seven. It was too st- fun. He started and played seventeen minutes here. Oh my good, he was Lord. too good. He was too Did, good. Was that on your end, Steve? I've got, speaking of speaking of thunder, man, that I my house just shook. It scared me. <laughs> we just we legit. Uh, that's good producing, Adam. Nice job making that thunder happen. I said, pick a thunder, any thunder, and then thunder basically <laughs> struck my house. Yeah, amazing. All right, are we moving on from thunder before our houses actually yes. are gone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, what do we got next, Jonas? Where do you want to take this? We, the, the road kind of, we've got a lot of different forks in the road here. Where do you want to go? Yeah, I think this is hilarious. Let's take a trip to the Bad News Bears in Portland. Let's talk about yeah. Drew Eubank season, man. Like, what the heck is going on in Portland? Yeah. Last three games, he's cleared 30 minutes and has averaged 15.3 points, 10.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and 0.7 blocks. Somebody out there is going to lose a matchup against Drew Eubanks, and they're never going to play fancy basketball again. <laughs> never. Can you imagine telling someone that you lost to Drew Eubanks? Like, come on. Like, what is going on? This, this is why some people have their fantasy. I mean, you, you want you, every year more and more, you want your fantasy league to wrap up like a week earlier. You always say to yourself, maybe we should maybe we should have the league end. Maybe we should end it a week earlier next year. Then you forget, and then you get back into this craziness. But it is fun. I mean, it, it's fun to kind of have a whole new wave of waiver wire guys as absurd as absurd as it is. But I mean, do we think Eubanks is, is pretty much locked into this production the rest of the way or these minutes at least? Who else do they have? Yeah. I feel like I sent you a text, Matt, at some point, like in the last 10 days. And I think it said something like, I wish I would have picked the Eubanks instead <laughs> yeah. or something. And like, we knew he was there. We knew like he has a couple decent games in San Antonio, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I, I really thought we were going to see Trendon Watford go nuts. He had that big four game, four block game at the beginning of the week. But I mean, Eubanks has just been money. I, I think he's good to go the rest of the way. Portland's freaking terrible. Steve, you are the the ultimate. Like, what have you done for me lately, guy? Trendon Watford the last two weeks is averaging. 18 points, eight rebounds, three assists, and a block. I mean, what more do you want from this guy? Sorry that his last game was 11 points, eight rebounds, five assists with no blocks. I mean, you know, like, like, come on, Watford, I need blocks. You know what this reminds me of? I'm just bitter. I'm just this whole Ryan Knauss, Kyrie Irving trash heap <laughs> has really ruined my. It, it's made me very angry. Thank goodness. Thank goodness I got some new swag. I'm going to the Masters. Like there's, I'm working around it, but really, I'm not. I'm not well right now. I'm not well. You this just Portland situation. Said, sorry, Jonas. I got to cut you off okay. before you go in here. You said a minute ago you're having the best day ever, and now 31 minutes later you're not well. So I'm trying to convince myself <laughs> that everything is okay. okay it's fine. This Ryan Canals 
this Ryan Knauss beatdown. Okay, we got to the truth. Not going. We well. got to yeah. the truth of what's really going on with you. You you were putting on a brave face at the start of this podcast, but you're you're in a bad place. I was. Okay, I get it. Jonas, what were you about to say about the Portland situation? Yeah, the day I learned to move the playoffs back in head-to-head leagues was five years ago. I was playing against my brother in the finals, and he picks up Luke <laughs> a Jonas, Babbitt. You and your brother, two-man league. Yeah, he's actually really he's actually really smart too. So this was a legit league. So. It was in the final matchup, and he picks up Alexis Agensa and Luke Babbitt, and they go off. Wow. And I was like, okay, we are never having fancy playoffs inside of March ever again. And that was just like the worst day of my life. I vaguely remember the Luke Babbitt, that three-point barrage. Was that for the Pelicans? Who was he playing for? For the Pelicans. Him and Alexis Agensa, a Hornets wash, washed up. Oh, my God, dude. He just went bonkers. I don't remember Ella, Alex Agensa ever doing anything so they actually did something once for a good couple weeks wow. stretch it was ridiculous man my, my huh. favorite and i don't want to divert us too much my favorite silly season performance i think i can ever remember is R- ramon sessions remember some of those games yeah. that dude had for the bucks back in the day double digit dime games just oh man just glorious stuff just glorious stuff that was the year he played 83 games as well i think because it got traded mid-season I thought he was going to be a fantasy superstar for years to come. He he did have <laughs> at least at least one good season in there. But speaking of point guards, silly season point guards, I do want to talk about Brandon Williams, Mr. No Profile Picture on Yahoo, because this is a really interesting situation. Let's talk about five games as a starter. Here's a snapshot of his of his counting stats first. 16 points per game. Steve left. He doesn't even care about Brandon Williams, but you and I do, Jonas. 16 points, <laughs> five rebounds, three assists, 1.2 steals, 1.0 blocks, 1.4 threes. That's him as a starter in five games. Good news, right? Well, he's shooting 36% from the floor, 57 from the line on a whopping six attempts with three turnovers. So that's terrifying. That Those are normally players that I stay away from, yet I have Brandon Williams rostered in a bunch of playoff leagues right now. I can't not do it somehow. Like, I don't know why, but I'm I'm tolerating it just because I don't think I can drop that production. What are your thoughts? Sounds like a poor man's Westbrook with those stats, man. Like, He's going to, yes, he's going to help you in five, but he's going to absolutely tank you in three, right? So he's kind of a player I'd be more inclined to have if I'm already punting something, right? If I had a punt free throw or a punt, uh, sorry, a punt field goal percentage uh, team like Kevin Porter Jr. So I would stay away from him unless I'm punting. You you just, you can't leave me alone, can you, Matt? Like I have Brandon Williams against Ryan and I'm losing field goal percentage and I'm losing free throw percentage. And the, the main reason I'm losing those two things is, one, Kyrie Irving played one game, shot 93% from the line, 65% from the floor, something ridiculous, scored 60 points. And Brandon Williams is out there flailing with all of his shots, no matter where they come from. And it's killing me. But like you, I love Brandon Williams. I love the fact he doesn't have a picture on Yahoo. I hope it stays that way next year. I love the fact that he's playing and pick a blazer. Any blazer is pretty much where we're at. And also you said you needed blocks a minute ago, two blocks in his last game, five in his last five. So, and look, he is the, the, the field goal and free throw combo is just agonizing. I will say, I think a good amount of that volume came in a, in a rare 11 for 16 game. Other than that, he's had five free throw attempts or less in his last four games. So Jonas, we've, I've got a question for Jonas. Yeah. Did did Ramon Sessions did. have a twenty assist game? I, I'm pretty sure he did. I, I would I would okay. I would bet on that being the case because I remember it. All right. 
Yeah, that was Sorry. Sniper 4113 with that question. It was. Um, I, I want to look that up right now, but it's going to take me a solid no, minute. I feel like he did. I, I mean, I'm, I think all three of us are like, yes, absolutely. He did. I think he had like a 26.20 assist game or something crazy like that. Jonas, can you just take over and talk it. about the next player while I find this? Yeah. I'm, I'm so curious too now. Hold on. I got it on stat news right here. 24, in there. 24 assists. 24 assists? 24 assists in yeah, one 24 game. assists in 2008. Bucks okay. versus Bulls. Okay. 2007-08 wow. was the season. Okay. So, yeah, let's just look at this real quick. 20 points, 24 assists, 8 rebounds, <laughs> a steal, a block. Monster. <laughs> was that like April April, April 14th? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, April and then the next 14th. game, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 14 assists. So he the last two games wow. that season. Oh. So he won finals matchups. That's hilarious, dude. What a heroic performance. Speaking of heroic performances and favorite one-hit wonders of all time, this is my autographed Anthony wow. Randolph jersey that my friend Yuri sent me. She's a Warrior season ticket holder. They gave these bad boys away one night. Can you put that on, Steve, for the last couple minutes here? I can. Would you yeah, Would you do good. us the honor of wearing that for the final few minutes of the podcast? Anthony Randolph. Uh, yeah, my favorite, favorite late season. Absolutely. Uh, what, what do we call it? What do you call it? Sensation. Late season hero. Yes, right. late season hero. Yeah. He was the Terrence Jones before Terrence Jones. My favorite silly season hero of all time. Oh, and the tag is still on Ant that? Oh, I love this. Ant Rand. The tag is still on the jersey, everyone. Steve is trying to get, get over his headphones. This my is great. ginormous headphones, my cans. All right. Steve said pick a blazer, any blazer, a minute ago. <sighs> I think that means we have to keep Justice Winslow on our radar once again. He returned. He's 19% rostered. We all have our questions about Justice Winslow, the fantasy option, but he was actually playing pretty well before this latest absence. Yeah, his numbers were through the roof, and the percentages were actually really good too. But if you look at his career as a total, like it's a disaster, right? Can't hit threes, can't hit free throws. Field percentage is very, very low. So I would shy away if I could, unless I'm really desperate for counting stats. Matt, I knocked my headphones off my head when I was putting my Ant Rand jersey on. Who who are we talking about? Uh, we were talking about Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow. Oh, good God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Come on. We should mention Jackson Hayes. He's like 53 years old, right? No. No, I know he's not. We I know talk he's Jackson in, Hayes. Since yeah, let, let's quickly talk Jackson Hayes because it's been the, the Jackson thing, Hayes thing has been on. It's been off. It's on again now. So one block exactly and double digit points in three straight games and is only 26% roster. Jonas, I guess people's leagues are either over or they're just kind of over this whole Jackson Hayes roller coaster. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and the Pelicans have like eight players right now too, so he's going to get a bunch of run at the four. Uh, last three games, he's an eighth rounder, uh, 16.7 points, five rebounds, 0.7 steals, and one block too, so that's in 30 minutes, so the minutes are finally up. Uh, one other player in New Orleans you can keep an eye on is Trey Murphy, just mm -hmm. out of sheer necessity because they have very limited scoring options. Trey Murphy, very, very interesting target in very deep leagues. Because he just comes out of nowhere, right? He had an awesome summer league, and then he doesn't play for the first four months, it seems. So he's another guy I'm kind of keeping an eye on. I'm good with Jackson Hayes right now. He's he's kind of fun uh, when he gets when he gets it going. I mean, he he's prone to having a dud every now and then, so you got to be careful. But overall, um, Jackson Hayes has been pretty solid. 
Steve, we've already gotten a couple user comments and questions in there. Do you have another one or so that we can get in before we go? This uh, caught my eye. Infinity3309 said, I drafted Alperin Shengun, and holding him all season is my biggest regret. Um, we have not mentioned Shengun today, and it yeah. may be the first time all year that we did not mention Shengun in a waiver wired podcast. But Houston plays four times this coming week, and they play four times the week after that. Do you yeah. guys have any thoughts on that? Well, my thought is, big picture, I understand it didn't pan out. And for whatever reason, Houston still hasn't given him the consistent chance to just go play, which, again, makes no sense. But I think process-wise, I think the Shangun draft pick and stash still made sense. They're not always going to work out. It's a flyer. It's a lottery ticket. And in this case, it didn't work out. But I would do the same thing again with whoever the guy is in that spot again, basically, if that makes sense. For sure. Infinity needs to do us a favor and drop him so he can just go bonkers the next two weeks. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to drop Sangoon and he's going to have 35 points the next game. That's exactly what's going to happen. Three months ago, we were sitting here talking about Sangoon. And I was like, the only problem is, man, if he doesn't get it going at some point, we're going to find ourselves sitting here in April and being like, what happened? Like, and he never did what we thought he was going to do. And that's sort of where we are. It's been highly disappointing. But I could see Sangoon going crazy for the next two weeks, having everybody even forget what happened the rest of the season. I, I could totally see that happening. I mean, it was literally last week that he had a 21.14 rebound, two assists, two steal, two block, one three-pointer game in that win over the Lakers. And uh, so, I mean, we're, we're not that far. Again, we're, we're one, one tweak to one injury to someone away from that potentially happening. And this boils down to just a head coach refusing to play him, right? Like, there's no excuse. I, I, can't, I can't figure it out sometimes. I don't know. At least he's gotten to play in terms of development. I mean, not- it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, it defies logic. Like, I can't figure yeah, it out. Why would you not want to know if he can coexist with Christian Wood? At least try it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. I know. It's bizarre. All right. Any uh, final players? Anyone you feel like we had to mention, Jonas, that we didn't uh, before we go? I think we hit pretty much everyone I had in my list. All right. Sweet. Yeah, nice. All right. Hey, uh, Dav2099, would you guys start Eubanks or would you start Bruce Brown? Oh, Brown. Easily. Me too. I'm all Brown. Team Brown. Same. Okay. We did it. That is going to do it for us on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We will be back on Monday with some takeaways from the weekend and some updated waiver wire pickups. In the meantime, check out Jonas's waiver wired column on NBC Sports Edge, which will probably be published by the time you hear this. So I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live with us. Jonas, Steve, thank you both. Steve, hope, you're, uh, hope your day improves from here. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. 
it probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.